You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 378. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 378. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Oh my God, three times a charm. Three times a charm, yeah. So, you know that was rough. I have that little portion where I say, you're listening to the joy... I forgot what I said. <laughs> I was like, babe, you need some ginkgo below. You just need some ginkgo B. You need some CoQ10. Yeah. We're going to get you a little concoction, a little, little, yes. uh, little mixture. A little cocktail yeah. and some ginkgo cocktail. Bee. That's what I was looking for. I, and that's been happening to me lately. Like uh, a few weeks ago. It's COVID. It might have even been last week. Yeah, blame, blame everything. It it's, it's definitely quarantine. It's like the economy in 2008. Right. Just blame it's everything the, on the it's economy. It's the economy. Yeah. But I kept forgetting what our sign-off was. And I'm oh, like, yeah. right. we are approaching 400 episodes. How am I forgetting? We're kicking 400's door down. <laughs> That's right. How am I forgetting my intro and my outro? I know. I well, you got a lot on your mind. you got a lot of things going on. That's right. Yeah. I, thank you. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Smith. All right. Give you so, a Welcome to the podcast, everybody. We're glad that you're hanging out with us. We're going to be talking about approval today. And those of us who are very much attracted, some might say addicted, to that need for approval. And we'll talk a little bit about where it comes from and all of those things. But before we jump into all of that, why don't we spice up the mics a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. And we do it with a little segment that we like to call would you rather and today's would you rather is (laughs) would you rather have to do a stretch routine for 30 minutes before having sex (laughs) every time or 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 The only thing you can say during sex is, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. You can say it however you want. That's all you can say. Okay. Now, my my question is, can you choose to just not say anything during sex? No. You have to be. You have to say it. You have to be somewhat vocal. Yes. You have to say it at least three times. All right, so, but you could... No, at least 30, because there's 30 minutes stretch routine. 30 times? 30 times. I don't know. Well, what, what would even it out? Maybe maybe five times? Because I'm thinking if I said, okay... <laughs> I'd let it go the first couple times. Third time, I'd be like, Wait. What, what's with the oh my God? <laughs> oh my God. Why does your voice go like that? <laughs> That's a showstopper right there. Like, just, all right, let's just stop. Wait. I need... I'm pause. Gonna, I'm gonna let's hit a, Pause. <laughs> I need to talk to you about something. <laughs> a little round table? But Can we then, have a little discussion okay, here? The 30 minutes of warm-up, like uh-huh. the, like stretching out. Yeah. And... So if you met a rando at the airport and wanted to have sex, you'd have to do a 30-minute stretch routine. You'd be like, 
Okay, but you, you dirty, you dirty girl. You don't have to do that with them. You. They don't have to do the stretching too. No. Just you. Okay. Now, could I have? Obviously, you're my sexual partner. So I am. So if Surprise. I pick the oh my god. Like, <laughs> Please don't pick that one. If I'll I, do a stretch routine with you every single time. You will? Before I will take that. Oh, my God. Okay. If that's the case, though, could you wear could you wear earplugs? No. Okay. Your partner can't wear earplugs no. or like – or It's a rule break. Come on. That is such a loophole. Okay. Well, I th- – It's not a would you rather if you can get around it like that. I think – I think I'm gonna pick stretch anyway. Thank you. Thirty minutes though. Is, Thirty minutes is it's ex- a decent. That's a decent stretch. That's routine. excessive. That's like a full blown workout. Yeah, you're gonna get a little sweat on. Be a little slippery. Be like two pigs. <laughs> so okay, well, what would you pick? <laughs> Wrestling. You you're gonna pick that one too. I would stretch. Yeah. Yeah. You also love a good stretch. I do. I do. <laughs> You've been known to do that. I'm uh, I'm quite flexible for a big man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you cry. You you actually very diligently worked on your flexibility with your stretching. I did. So there, did. there's that. But mm-hmm. I mean, that virtually takes out any spontaneity. And that's not really something I love anyway. But I can Yeah, but see- even if it's spontaneous and you have to say, oh my God, that's going to ruin it too. That's going to ruin so it. So I would much rather get a good prep. Get a good warm-up stretch. I wonder stretch. if there's anybody out there who already talks like that and oh. is like, you know what I but mean? During sex, though? I mean, no, just regular. Yeah. I'm, oh, there is. That's why I said it. There's <laughs> definitely people that do that. I just don't think they do it during sex. Maybe. I mean. Maybe. I'm sure there is. Wow. Okay. So we would love to hear which you would rather. Which one of these <laughs> very sexy. Oh, <laughs> would you rather questions? All right. So. Go over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That is our private Facebook group. We like to say it's very exclusive and inclusive at the same time. And you can come hang out with us. It's called the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. After Hours. And we talk about the Would You Rathers on Mondays, which is hilarious to hear everybody's rationale. We've been Mm -hmm. discussing lately. We're on the week right now because we record these ahead. We're on the week where everybody's talking about would they bring 20 friends on a desert island or 20 strangers, 20 uh, famous people. So it's funny to hear everybody explain why like some people have some really sound reasoning and logic they so they definitely do i'm quite surprised if you want in on all of those shenanigans please go to the slash club the link will also be in the show notes and i do bonus trainings every month lots of free content we have warm fuzzy wednesdays and all sorts of great ways to stay connected and feel supported so come hang out completely free all right. How about we talk a little bit about this? acceptance? No. Abundance. No. <laughs> Fragrance. A- <laughs> the need for approval. Approval. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need you to pipe down. So we're gonna talk about this this constant need to be liked at all costs, or mm. to have somebody outside, uh, obviously outside of you. Approve of your decisions, uh, what you've said, what you've done, your behavior, your actions, to feel as though you are valid in making those decisions, right? Mm -hmm. So an example that in a way that this might show up is let's say you make a powerful choice for yourself and then somebody in your family is like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. And without 
failure, you always assume you're wrong. You second uh, guess yourself gotcha. and you go, okay, I need this external approval in order for me to feel as though this decision is actually right for me. Hmm. So it's kind of this constant quest outside of ourselves. So I wanted to start by offering a quick distinction here because a lot of times when we introduce different personal development topics, sometimes people go the extreme opposite side where they go, okay, if I enjoy compliments or accolades or somebody saying, hey, you did a really amazing job, then now I'm bad. Now I care way too much about approval. Mm. And so we we swing in the totally different direction, the opposite direction. So what I want to tell you about this is feeling awesome when you receive approval is not the problem because obviously there are certain things that are part of the human experience that will have a specific emotional response. For example, approval or compliments or whatever somebody says to you that's really kind and loving, that gives you a positive emotional experience, right? We feel good. Conversely, if somebody rejects you or gives you criticism, we have an uncomfortable, like a sadness feeling or embarrassment or whatever. So just because we are relishing or enjoying a piece of approval or we like hearing the compliments or the acceptance or whatever it is, doesn't mean we're wrong for feeling that. The problem with the approval is when we seek it at all costs as a sign of our self-worth. Like gotcha. this, appro- my approval is contingent on the approval of other people. And oftentimes that's at a major cost to self. One of them being what I just highlighted just a second ago is a lack of self, self-trust. Okay. So we start going, I need everyone else to sign off on this because I that's the behavioral pattern that I've gotten gotten into. And because of that, I don't trust myself to make solid decisions. I feel like it has to be approved from an external source. Right. So please know that we're going to allow both things to exist. We're going to allow it to be okay to feel good when you do receive approval. Mm. And at the same time, we're going to heighten the awareness so we can separate it from our self-worth. So it's kind of like an and if, like uh, I approve of myself and I like approval from others. I approve of myself if others approve of me. Ooh, I love that. Right? Yes. So it's kind of an and if. Okay, I like it. Well, the the if portion is what we're trying to stop doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the, those two things being opposite, basically. Right. You want the and, not the if. Exactly. Got it. So, and we'll talk about that a little bit further down the line here, but a couple of ways that it shows up. One, and so these are sort of behavioral patterns that you can pinpoint. Obsessing about what other people think, obviously. Ruminating about, oh my gosh, what are my parents going to say now that they know that we don't want to have children, let's say. Or what are my friends going to think now that they know that I want to move geographically. Hmm. Yeah. My boss, when I want to create a new option for our department, 
and I don't know if they're going to think it's good or not, right? The constant obsession, obsession and the rumination is what is typically indicative of I'm highly, highly invested. Yeah. Now, sometimes that goes without saying because the people who are in your life, you genuinely care about what they have to say. Sure, yeah. And it will never stop hurting or being uncomfortable when somebody doesn't like a choice that you've made. Absolutely. So part of it is us getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Being comfortable when somebody doesn't approve. Mm. That takes so much emotional acuity mm-hmm. to and so I'm not saying that this comes right off the bat. I sure. definitely think this is something that you curate and you work on and you practice. It's a muscle you have to stretch, right? Which we'll talk about when we get to number one here. But a couple of other ways that it shows up just preemptively. Noticing if this is you. Heavily invested in the response of others. Really being concerned about what they might say back to you. A difficulty saying no. Mm, that's a big one. Because God forbid somebody doesn't like to hear what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Feeling immense guilt when doing something for yourself, from from making a positive choice for yourself, knowing that it is exactly where you need to go, but somebody else in your life doesn't exactly like it, hmm. and then feeling this onslaught of guilt that you are doing something wrong simply because somebody else isn't happy. Uh, yeah. And that's a piece of emotional intelligence. In fact, I'm going to link to a podcast we did on that particular topic. I believe it was episode 356 where we discussed like personal development is not about not feeling uncomfortable emotions anymore. It's about recognizing them when they are there mm-hmm. and then unpacking what's the truth. Because most of the time when we experience guilt – we immediately make that mean that we are wrong, that we've done something wrong instead Hmm. of stopping and going, oh no, actually this is still a powerful choice for me even if somebody else doesn't approve. So uh, an extreme example would be somebody coming out of the closet, let's say. Okay. They're a part of the LGBTQ plus community and they know that by, by, coming out and saying I'm trans or I'm gay or I'm uh, non-binary or whatever it happens to be, that other people may not approve. Mm -hmm. Does that mean they should stop? Does that mean they should stay in the closet and not be who they are? No. Does that mean that by standing up for yourself and actually coming out that that's going to be only positive emotions? Also no. Right. So sometimes when we make these positive, empowering choices for ourselves that other people don't approve of, we're going to experience dichotomous emotion, meaning that on one hand, you're completely proud of yourself. You're standing in your own power. You're feeling that thrill and that excitement. And then on the other hand, you're feeling the sadness of the rejection. Mm -hmm. So being able to kind of entertain both of those things. All right. Another way that it shows up is... Success always equaling positive opinions of you from other people. And conversely, if you don't receive positive affirmation or accolades or compliments or whatever on something that you've done or chosen, you make that mean that you're a failure. And, you know, another way that sort of this notion of a, a approval addiction shows up is 
if somebody does not approve of you, it is devastating. Okay. It's just completely just annihilating to your your well-being and your life and what you think about yourself and all of those things. Gosh. Because like I said, it's going to hurt. Rejection mm-hmm. hurts. Criticism hurts. It doesn't have to destroy you though. Yeah. All right. And and really just anytime you alter your behavior in order to garner approval. So I don't think necessarily any of these things are we don't do them to have this addiction to approval. We don't do them because we think, oh, let me develop this really disordered <laughs> survival sure. technique. Right. Yeah. right. We do it because of the way in which we are wired. I've talked about this before on the show. But if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, one of our primary human needs is for belonging. Mm-hmm. The notion of being part of a community And that stems from our ancestors where you needed a grouping of people in order to survive. You could not be just a random person out (laughs) braving the wilderness or whatnot and live. You depended on the belonging of a group for survival. And now, even though we have developed so much and evolved as a culture and as a species – We still have remnants of those defense mechanisms of I need to commune. I need to be with others in order to live, to survive. So our lizard brain is actually telling us if your parents don't approve of you, you might die. If your spouse doesn't like this decision, you might die. So as hyperbolic as that sounds, that's actually what our wiring our subconscious mind is telling us. Sure. Now, we know that that's not true. We know that that's not true. But I think understanding that there's that hidden primitive driver can give us a little bit of compassion around, no wonder I amplified that defense technique. Right. If I was feeling threatened in any way or not worthy or a sense of fear of success or failure. No wonder I amplified the defense mechanism of seeking approval. So you have to have confidence in yourself first, right? It's definitely something to work toward. Wait, what? say again what you're asking? So you're basically saying that approval seeking is insecurity in ourselves. Yes. Right? So if we are secure with ourselves, that means that we don't necessarily need the approval of others, but that's nice to have, right? Yes, this is definitely an and situation. Yeah. It is It is still understandable why we would want right. the Understanding approval. the wiring helps us get yes. past that and gets to our uh, self-confidence. It's, I understand why this is appealing to me as a human. Hmm. It also gives a positive result. Like we receive a euphoric experience when somebody does approve of us. So we have all that chemical reaction in our brain that goes, oh my gosh, this feels good. Like likes on your social media post or something, right? Perfect example. So it's not to say, okay, it's one or the other. It is you're allowed for the, to relish this and for this to feel good. And let's recognize that that does not mean that you are worthy, mm-hmm. that you are enough as a human. Right, right. 
All right. So let's talk about what do we do about this. Okay. So number one is what I've been kind of dancing around this entire time, which is separate what you feel from your self-worth. And I would really encourage you to create some sort of self-worth manifesto. Mm. So what I mean by separating your emotions from your self-worth is oftentimes we have uh, – I'll use a perfect example. I have shared many times that my my family of origin and my mother in particular, we don't have the same political or spiritual beliefs at all. They are the antithesis of one another. Yeah. And there was a time when my mom said verbatim to me, well, I certainly don't approve of that. When I was talking about, I don't know, something so something we were at odds on. I can't remember what it was. Well, I certainly don't approve of that. Now, in that moment, I felt deflated, hmm. rejected, sad, you know, frustrated. You know, you feel these an onslaught of emotions. Now, if as I as one would. Of course. Yeah. Now, if I didn't have such a solid footing in self-worth and wasn't fucking teaching personal development at the time, <laughs> I could have very easily collapsed all of those emotions and said, "That must mean I'm an awful human being." that I'm not giving my mom what she needs or my mm. mom doesn't approve of me. So that must mean I'm a failure. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. You, fit, you fill in the, the semantics of choice. But rather, I was able to go, I recognize that you don't approve of that. I'm not asking you to approve of that. It doesn't matter, quite honestly, because I do. I approve mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the most powerful experiences of my life because I got to say I'm gonna let I'm gonna allow that disapproval to be yours like right. you get to carry that I'm not going to carry that That's because awesome. I actually approve of my experience or my choice however being in a situation like that is always going to hurt so expecting it to not pack an emotional punch is absurd well, I think anytime something like that happens, it's a moment of reflection, right? right? But if you have that kind of um, strong foundation already in place, it allows you to cut through it pretty quick. That's right. right. You see it through a different lens. Through a different it, lens. That's a great way to say it. it. You, you see it for what's happening. And it's mm -hmm. funny because when I work with my students in Deep Down and Dirty, I tell them all the time, your bullshit tolerance is going to get a lot smaller. So the shit you used to spin <laughs> your wheels about and you used to feed into and worry about or the poor behavior from other people, you see it and you recognize like, oh, you're that's not mine to carry. Or you're trying to inflict guilt in a place that I've done nothing wrong. Right. And you tolerate it far less because you see it through a much clearer lens sure. of who's responsible you get there for what. faster but I, you know like i think anytime someone says well i don't really approve of that you second guess yourself immediately that's right right but as you start to build that confidence of i'm making the right choices in my life or i approve of myself then the approval of others doesn't matter as much and you can get to the point of well that's that's good for you to have right instead of 
me taking that on, right? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. All right, I'm on the page. So most of the time, this is the most important when you are receiving disapproval. Sure. Because when we when I'm saying separate emotions from self-worth, most of the time, if we're getting any sort of criticism or rejection, those are the emotions that we typically make mean that we're not valuable. So then what do we do? We continue to chase approval. We change ourselves. We twist. We contort. We put up facades or veneers, and we try to be seen in a way that will garner that approval. So that's what I want you to start thinking about is just because so-and-so didn't like what I did as a project at work, that doesn't – that can hurt – That can feel deflating. I can feel unmotivated, but that doesn't have to mean I'm not a valuable human Mm. or I'm not worthy. So that's one of the things we discuss a lot in the work that I do in Deep Down and Dirty is untethering what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing emotionally Uh, versus my identity of who I am. Because it's a lot of times we collapse. Oh, they don't like me. That means I'm not lovable. Mm. forever and always no all that means is that person not liking you hurts in that moment right it just hurts it doesn't mean anything about your worth as a human Mm. that's the collapse or the conclusion that we draw when we are feeling emotions because as i mentioned before emotions are hyperbolic they're dramatic by nature they are extreme so when we're feeling such acute pain We go, oh, let me put a tidy bow on a conclusion. This must mean I'm not lovable. Mm -hmm. This must mean I'm not intelligent. This must mean I'm not valuable or worthy. Right. So start separating emotions from self-worth. One one thing that I hear a lot from people is they will say, you know, create a mantra, something like uh, disapproval is allowed to hurt, but the only approval I need is my own. Mm. Okay, I like that one. Something like that where where you're acknowledging I'm allowed to feel what I feel or rejection is a part of the human experience. It will always hurt. And it has nothing to do with my self-worth or my self-worth is based in my own confidence or my own belief of self. Right. Uh, so okay. that's number one. Number two, watch and temper your behavior that is designed to elicit approval from others. Mm. Where you kind of are doing this peacocking, this tap dance, this show. Check me out. Check me out (laughs) to garner approval from different people in your life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? It's putting up a big facade for your in-laws because they are always so hypercritical. Instead of being like, this is who we are, you get to like it or not. Right. I'm not valid based off of your approval. Mm -hmm. Now, your stank eye and your uncomfortable (laughs) action of you being here is going to not feel good. But it doesn't have to mean you have to change your behavior in order to make somebody approve of you. And let me tell you this, especially people you don't fucking like to begin with. Right. Right. (laughs) No more of that. Mm. Okay. You do not need that approval. That is a waste of your fucking time and energy. You have way too much badass stuff to do to be worried about what other people think about you who you don't even like or want around in your world. That's a great point. Okay. So a great question to ask around this is if I was never to be recognized for this act, 
would I still do it? So with the in-laws example, would you, let's say they're coming for the holiday. If it wasn't your in-laws coming, would you bust your ass trying to clean as flawlessly as, (laughs) you know, or have the perfect gifts or all of the things to kind of showboat in front of that, to get that approval, Mm -hmm. right? So start looking at like, is my behavior, am I doing this solely for approval? Now, there are going to be situations where approval is exactly what you want. For example, going into a job interview. Like, that's your overall goal is, yes, I need them to approve of me in order to hire my ass. Right. So there's certain situations where it's exactly what you need. It's exactly what you want. If you're going, let's say, to propose to someone, <laughs> your goal is for them to say yes, right? Like you. So there's certain situations like oh, that. Is that how it works? <laughs> where, or, you know, when I did did community theater, you know, I don't go up for an audition hoping that I'm going to get disapproved. Right, right. You want to get, yeah, of course. So so it's recognizing that, sure, in this situation, approval is what I am looking for because of the end result that I want. I want to be in that job. I want this person to marry me. I would like to land this gig, whatever. The problem that happens is when it doesn't happen or we get rejected that we then, again, like I said with number one, we make it mean that we that forget it. I'm not lovable. I'm, I'm not. I'm going to be happy. Yes. I'm not. Okay. So let me ask you this. Can it go the other way where you get approval for someone and you don't feel worthy of the approval? All the time. Okay. All the time. In fact, I am going to link to another pod that I did specifically about accepting compliments and also one on celebrating how far you've come. Okay. Because that can absolutely be the case. And what I see most commonly is that people have both. So they're searching for this approval, Mm -hmm. and then the minute they get it, they are so uncomfortable. Right. And both issues are because the self-worth is rooted outside of yourself. Fucking humans. We're so complicated. I know. All right. Which then brings me to number three, which is drinking compliments and accolades. (laughs) Look at that. Okay. So this is also a huge piece of manifestation. And I will, I'll actually link to a pod I've done on manifestation as well. But one of the major elements of manifesting into your life the things that you want is the willingness to accept it, right? So that's why if you, you watch anyone who talks about manifesting money, they will say, if you see a penny on the street, you pick it up and you go, oh my gosh, I'm in flow. Thank goodness I've... Oh, I'm good, yeah. right? Because if you don't, the message is I won't even receive a small amount. There's no way I'm going to receive a large amount. So if you are wanting to love who you are, you are wanting to work on your confidence, you have to start practicing receiving. Sure. And you can do that in a very gracious way. You don't have to be... 
grandiloquent and pompous and, oh, yeah, you're right. I did do an amazing job on that. Or, oh, yeah, I do look gorgeous. I'm fucking amazing. Of course I did. Who do you think I am? You, yeah. you don't have to do that. And I would also be willing to guess that if you are already struggling with accepting compliments, it's going to be very hard for you to come off in a pompous way. <laughs> sure. You're not going to. A lot to. of people will use humor in that sense, too. To deflect. To deflect it, yeah. Which is also like somebody handing you this beautiful gift and you smashing it on the floor. <laughs> it's a gift. A compliment is a gift. It is somebody saying, I have this verbal gift I want to give to you. So let's say somebody came to you and they found, you know, this this beautiful vase that they knew you would love. And they're so excited to give it to you and you smash it on the floor. Yeah, that would be very nice. That is what happens when we say, oh, no, I didn't do it. Oh, and we try to talk people out of their mm -hmm. compliment. So drink that in. You are allowed to receive that. And one of the things that you can kind of say internally in your own mind is, what a gift. And I am worthy of receiving gifts. And I'm worthy even if I don't receive gifts. Sure. Right. So it's acknowledging, wow, that feels really good. And even if I don't have that approval, I'm still amazing. Right, right, right. Which is what I do all the time. Like if 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 I have my students or clients who who will say these incredible things about, you know, my work or the things that they've learned from me or whatever, I drink that in and I go, ooh. Thank you so much for saying those kind things. That's such a gift. And I will relish it. And I know that that's not what makes me a valuable human. Right. I think one of the things that, that people are trying to lace the compliment acceptance with is being humble. Right. You can accept things humbly without being um, self-deprecating. Oh, oh, oh. Right? Uh-huh. Without like, oh, no, it wasn't me. This guy did more of the work than I did. Or, That's you know, right. Right? You can say, thank you very much, just like you did. You know, you can be humble and accept. That's you right. You don't have to deflect to be humble. Right? And I also have to amplify something that I was just talking about with some colleagues of mine and how much a patriarchal society actually influences this. Really? How so? And it's a tie that I'm just really learning a lot more about now and exploring. But basically, any marginalized group of humans, whether we're talking about differently abled versus able-bodied, you know, racism issues, sexism issues, any, any things like that, any marginalized group, the way in which they are, the systems of oppression continue to work and to keep that group down is by saying you are not enough mm. by by saying there's this other thing that's better right mm. white's better than black straight's better than gay skinny's better than fat there's this grouping of people that we're saying you are less than mm. and then it's fed by the media through all of our scholastic institutions it's fed in all of these Magazines. different ways to us magazine sure. everything so then we develop these habits that we think, oh my gosh, especially as a woman, that throughout the centuries we've been told, you stay quiet, you need mm. to be demure, you need smile. to uh, smile, you need to acquiesce to people, you need to stay in your place. So the thought of a woman 
being so brazen as to accept a fucking compliment and agree right. and, and to actually say, I agree with you. I did an amazing job or thank you. I, f- I was really feeling myself today. Right. That that we would label that as something to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. It, so all of this stuff that we talk about, especially the concepts around self-worth, are rooted in a patriarchal society that says we can succeed the more you believe you are not enough. Mm. So I personally feel that it is a fierce act of the resistance <laughs> for us to stand up and say, yeah, I am fucking worthy. I yeah. am enough. That's why I feel so emphatic about the work that I do in Deep Down and Dirty. And because that's the primary thing that we shift for people is that internal belief that I am enough. I am mm. valuable. I matter. I am worthy. I have value. And and that is something that everybody's dealing with, sure. right? Like, And again, disproportionately for women, that it's difficult for us to even acknowledge how far we've come yeah. without feeling like Oh my gosh, I'm drawing attention. Draw the motherfucking attention. <laughs> Draw it for the fucking resistance. Yeah. Okay, get going on my Woo. feminist soapbox. I love it. But I think it's really important for us to look at where these things stem from. Sure. If you look at all of our political institutions, if you've looked at a majority of religious institutions, oh, yeah. it is not a place for women to stand up. It is not a place for you to love your body. It's not a place for you to be sexual. It's not a place for, you know, none of that stuff. It's been mm-hmm. oppressed. Yeah. Suppressed. Whew. All right. Yeah. And suppressed for sure. So my favorite thing, if you have gotten to that point where you can say, Thank you so much for that gift, you know, in your in your own mind. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, you say thank you. You just say thank you so much. Do not talk them out of it. Right. And what I do now is I I agree with them. And I go, thank you so much for saying that. I, I feel pretty proud about that. Right. You know, I will say I agree with you in my head or out loud. <laughs> I will say, you know what, I'm I'm definitely proud of myself for for the things that I've done in that arena or sure. I was feeling myself today. Thank you. I love this jumpsuit right. too. Or yeah, I'm loving my hair. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Allowing yourself to receive is a huge, huge piece of continuing to manifest the things that love you want it. in your life. It's awesome. Okay. Woo, I get going. Okay. Number four, get support for low self-worth. Again, this is tying exactly to what I was talking about again before. There are reasons why listening to a podcast or reading a book even don't change how you feel about yourself and a lot of it has to do with how our subconscious mind works okay our subconscious mind which is about 88 percent of our mind is that right is where we hold our belief systems Mm -hmm. okay amongst other things but in our conscious part of our mind which is only 12 percent of our mind That's where we have willpower. (laughs) So that's why willpower fatigues way too quickly. Logic, reason, rationale. That's why you can listen to something like this and go, oh, that makes logical sense. I hear what you're saying, Amy. But then you have these subconscious drivers based off of family of origin, past relationships, society, whatever, that have told you otherwise. So... There are only a handful of ways to actually change that subconscious part of the mind. 
So it doesn't matter how much of this stuff you consume as good ideas. Sure. If you're not changing those core belief systems that are rooted in that subconscious 88%, mm-hmm. you're not going to do a damn thing different because guess which part of the brain's going to win? Yeah, right. So that's where hypnosis comes in. That's where a bunch of specific tactics and things that I use in Deep Down and Dirty that are designed to help change that belief system that's rooted in the subconscious mind. How do people get into that program? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Mr. (laughs) But this is something that, of course, I would love for your support to be with me. But what I want you to hear is if you are struggling with any of the stuff we talk about, approval, perfectionism, people-pleasing, you are not uniquely broken. A lot of times people think, why does everybody else have it figured out? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you that they do not. They don't. In fact, a majority of the women I work with will say, everyone thinks I have it all together (laughs) on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, we're taught to keep that veneer up. Yeah. So if you are interested in going deeper, if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop, I put together a masterclass for you that chronicles the work that I do in Deep Down and Dirty. And it also shares with you five key things that you need to focus on if you want to get to that place of believing in your own enoughness, letting go of self-doubt, relinquishing that people-pleasing and that perfectionism. Because what we're talking about with approval is a lot of, I have to be perfect to be accepted. Yep. Or I have to make everybody else happy to be accepted or to be approved of. Right. So those are the things that we do to try to kind of stay afloat. So I would love for it to be with me. But if it's not, please know that you deserve that healing and that ability to change what is happening in that subconscious part of the mind. It has a lot to do with the neural pathways in the mind. And it. what you need to hear is you can change it. It is not something that is done for good. However, that is how it's presented in the mind most of the time. But uh, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop if you want to hear more about Deep Down and Dirty. You want to see if it's for you. Have a pen and paper handy. There's going to be a ton of things that you want to record. I do talk about the subconscious versus conscious in there. And... At the very end, you will see an opportunity to book a call with a member of my team if you want to talk specifically about if it's the right next step for you. But this, more than anything, please source some support, whether that's through a therapist, a coach, whether it's with me. Know that there are ways to change that. I Mm -hmm. did not used to have a positive self-worth at all. I mean, you've seen me through that. Yeah, me too. You too, where I absolutely sought for approval outside of myself and felt like I was only valuable if I was attaining these different levels in my career uh-huh. or approval from various people in my life. And and that has changed dramatically, you know? For sure. For sure it has. All right. So number five is get clear on what is and is not your responsibility. So this is the element of people pleasing here. It is understanding that you are responsible for your intention, not your reception. Mm -hmm. Here is what I mean by intention. I mean, you are always responsible for how you show up, how you behave, 
the words that you say. You are not responsible for how they land. You are the only one who can decide who you want to be in this world, how you want to show up, how you want to deliver things. We all have to have our own internal compass about what we think is acceptable or not, right? However, the problem happens when we try to make sure that everyone receives us in a positive light. And that is a fucking rat race. So I'll give you an example that may feel... A bit dated and also a bit timely at the same time. So in 2016, I did a podcast around how to deal with the Trump administration. (laughs) Yes. And the whole episode was really about how to speak up for yourself and, and stay truthful about how you feel about things without being highly adversarial and combative came out right at the time of the election. So it was pertinent to holiday parties and Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving if you celebrate with family, et cetera. (laughs) So the reception of that podcast was all across the board. Some people were like, thank God, I had no idea what I was going to do for holiday this year. You gave me so much great stuff. Some people were apathetic, didn't follow it. Were like, oh, I don't really do politics. You know, that... (laughs) Mm-hmm. luxury and privilege and then still others were like you lost a listener i can't believe you would do this blah blah and to those people i said did you listen to the episode i don't have to blah, blah. and i was like okay well <laughs> i think you may have misunderstood but if you are willing to listen it might be different than what you think it is but that sounds whatever like what we need to do in general be well i wish you on your way in your journey i wanted to handle myself with grace So the receptivity, the reception was all across the board. Yeah. Now, there's virtually no way that I could make all of those people happy. Because they're antithetical. Right. There's no way I could have. So I looked back at my intention. Am I pleased with how I've shown up in this world? Mm -hmm. Do I approve of me? Do I approve of how I showed up? Is there anything that I'm not proud of that I would want to change according to me? Not because there's criticism, but... Checking in on my own moral compass. And I went, nope, clean as a whistle. Mm-hmm. I'm chill on my intention. Yeah. So then that meant release with love. Yeah. It doesn't mean it doesn't have a sting or kind of hurt, but it means that's not mine to carry. It's not my responsibility. What this also means about getting clear on what is and is not your responsibility is it means that you will likely have to mourn things without making yourself wrong, Mm. right? So going back to the coming out of the closet thing, it could be, I'm going to mourn the loss of the acceptance from my family or the connection that I had with them, or um, I'm going to mourn how sad this is, that there's such a limit to their love and their acceptance that doesn't have to mean that I'm wrong in what I'm doing. Hmm. And it's allowing that dichotomous emotion. I'm proud of myself. And I'm extremely saddened by the way that this turned out. Yeah. yeah. But it's not collapsing it with who you are, with your worthiness. Let's sum this up really quickly. Number one, separate your emotions from your self-worth and create some sort of self-worth manifesto. Something like the only approval I need is my own. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Number two, watch or temper your behavior, behavior that is chronically trying to elicit approval in situations where... 
you're not trying to get a job or you're not trying to, you know, ask somebody to marry you. I'm not talking about those situations. And you know what I'm talking about. It's when you are constantly concerned about what everybody else thinks. Yes. Number three, allow yourself to drink in those compliments and those accolades. Number four, get support for low self-worth if that's happening to you. The very least, go watch my workshop totally free, thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. And finally, number five, get really clear on what is and is not your responsibility. Recognize that you are responsible for your intention, not your reception. Anything else you wanted to throw into the mix today, baby doll? No, ma'am. We've this is a long one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but I think it's good. It's something that so many people struggle with, sure. and they're like, "Oh my god, tell me what to do about it, please. Tell me mm-hmm. what to do." Mm-hmm. So there you have it. We will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Ms. and Mr. Smith out. <laughs>